Hello friends, my name is James Baldwin and welcome to the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast here on a live stream on YouTube. Uh, If you are listening to this podcast via the audio uh, thing, well then you're going to be interested probably to see how well we do live. Yes, Campy is going live. Send help to my entire body as we review the British Grand Prix. I'm joined by my friends and yours. It's Tommy T and Campy. G'day, lads. How you doing? G'day, mate. Going Gentlemen, on? we're live. What's going on? <laughs> oh, what live. could possibly go wrong? <laughs> this is the beginning of the end, isn't it? Oh, it's good to have your company, lads. Uh, and it's great to have your company too if you're watching us live on YouTube. Uh, I will try my best to keep an eye on the comments um, as we go through, but lads, it was one hell of a race and it all happened really before we even got through the first lap. But before we get to all of that, if you haven't yet listened to our pre-drinks episode, uh, please go back and do that because Campy's rant at the very end of that was very, very good. <laughs> Something about snowflakes and generation <laughs> differences and all kinds of things, uh, which... Uh, <laughs> Which are all very good and uh, all very happy to be a part of, of course. Uh, But a couple of things, lads, to uh, bring to everyone's attention is, uh, firstly, we've got a bit of a support mechanism. Uh, Lots of people, and especially a big shout-out to Big Nick on our Discord server, have been saying, hey, lads, we want to be able to give you some dollars. Uh, Offered Patreon. We said, no, Patreon's too hard and and too difficult. What we want to do is keep uh, all of our content for free. And not hiding behind a paywall wall. Uh, and in good news, we've been able to set something up uh, with buying us a virtual beer. If you click in the link below in the follow us section in the link tree uh, or on Instagram or everywhere else, you'll be able to find an area to donate some money to us if you feel necessary to do that. You don't feel like you have to, but man, we really appreciate the thought, honestly. Um, yeah. This is the third year we've done this. Uh, and it's the first time. It also means we don't have to have sponsorship, which is, you know, unless you're box of neutrals and you're doing a a sponsorship thing for if you listen to that show you'll know how good they do that we can't do that <laughs> um secondly is the discord server it has been going off chops all day today as well especially after yesterday's race um we've loved that really we have um and more people are welcome to join uh it's it's yeah. a growing community where we get to talk campy gets involved tommy t gets involved i get involved uh, it is all a bag of fun. Um, so you will also find the description, uh, sorry, the link to that in the description below. Tommy T, we've got some new merch that you've designed as well. Can you tell us about that? We've got, we've got some new merch. So we we had a Legends tee that we did and we kind of thought we might be copyright infringing. So we've changed it and have the new version, <laughs> which is better. <laughs> and also now this is Lakeside Drive as well because the previous one was had some other name that we don't use anymore. So that's good. Lakeside Drive. The logo looks good. I'm really happy with it. We've got lots of colors. Everything is um goes well with the LSD well, so thing, does it, Tommy? Or? It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can pick any color size, anything on there. So go wild. Um, because it's all print print on demand. So there's no overstock. It's exactly what you want delivered to your door. Perfect. Love that. You are a uh, good man, a very, very talented Tommy T. So yes, everything that you see in terms of design element, that is all Tommy T. So big shout out to him um, over on uh, YouTube, by the way. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello, Joel and Michelle. Hello, Nick. Yes, you sound like a legend. Good point. Uh, Lockie, Mark, uh, and I uh, welcome to the live stream. Great to have you. Um, and also, thanks for following us on all of the socials as well. I, I wanted to raise this because it's been some time. Um We've had, uh, well, there's five, over 500 people on Instagram now, which is fantastic, 550 on Facebook. And uh, Campy, the biggest number, I think, of all is the fact that we're going to hit a pretty big milestone for downloads. How many are we at? Uh, just about to tick over 50K, which is uh, astounding compared to what we did in our first year. This year's almost doubled what we had last year. So I am genuinely blown away that people are actually watching us three Muppets talk about something that we know <laughs> little about. <laughs> I mean, the, dis- <laughs> the Discord chat's great. Uh, the thing I like about the most, it just gets people involved. Like we're because yep. we have fun and we do it because we like it. There's heaps of – there's yeah. thousands of people like us that are armchair experts that love to have a chat and get involved too. So I jumped on this afternoon just – in five minutes to spare, I had, and I was like, 150 messages. This is mental. <laughs> so, no, thank you very much. Yeah, it's much appreciated. And uh, 
virtual beers. I don't know about that, but yeah, thank you very much. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it very much. Uh, yeah, fifty thousand is is huge considering Campy. When you and I first started this, uh, and please never go back and listen to those first couple episodes. I probably should just delete them from the world. Um, we had three hundred downloads for our first year or something. So yeah, it wasn't a lot. I think for for our first week it was like four downloads for the thing, and I think it was my mum, your mum, one mom, of them was me. Tommy, probably and maybe <laughs> and Manu, yeah, so maybe five. Um, but at the moment, for each of these, we're getting like over a thousand per week. So it's really, really good, guys. We love doing this. Obviously, we love being authentic as well with it, which is the whole thing, which we've spoken about all the time. Um, and we try and remain positive, right, Campy? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, less pain, simple. Snowflake, bloody out here on YouTube. Oh, they're gonna censor us. I love it. Send help. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention is Fantasy League. If you're not part of that, uh, we'll go through at the very end of this podcast our favorite names from the Fantasy League. We're giving away some of that delicious merch that Tommy T has designed at the end of the year, not only for our top three, but also for the best names. Uh, we've got a record of all of the best names that we've enjoyed over the last couple of months. So uh, it's never too late to join. Um, and also, finally, is the reviews that we've been getting as well. Uh, and I know I'm front-loading a whole bunch of stuff into this because it's just we just haven't spoken about it for so long. Um, but plenty – we've got four five-star reviews, which is really, really great. Joel, shout-out to you, my friend Harry, and A.H. Uh, Handy from America – and my favorite review, which is podcast is great. Five stars. Podcast is even better by writes on keyboard quickly. <laughs> and, uh, that is fantastic. So look, Good. thank you for, for all of that. And if, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe to that. It all makes a big difference. Okay, lads. Now the race, we've Get spoken it. about all the other stuff. Can't wait all to of argue. It is in the bin. Not that there's a not there's not a lot of space in Campy's bin at the moment, but we we're going to put everything else in the bin for now, because uh, this is the Hamilton versus Verstappen debate, which has been absolutely roaring on Discord, part of that 150 messages that were unread. Um, and before we get into it, lads, I thought I'd do a poll on in, on our Instagram and our Discord at the moment. Um, in, in terms of who they support, 22 people on Instagram supported Hamilton, 43 supported Verstappen, and on Discord, it's very one-sided, 11, Verstappen, one Hamilton, and four didn't care, um, which is part of the joy of the Discord server, isn't it, really? But let's actually get into the nitty-gritty. Now, I'm sure most of you have actually seen the footage. We know all of the – we've listened to all the radio messages. Tommy T and I just listened to Max's radio just after he crashed and it did not – it's a lot of gurgling uh, oh. and, yeah, did not sound good. 51G impact. Who can be surprised? Um, I will be the judge in this. I'll be Switzerland, if we want, in, in this debate oh. between the two Thomases. <laughs> nothing Switzerland about you, Jim. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So much your support. Other than you flew there once. I, uh, I flew over <laughs> In it. your previous career. <laughs> Just <laughs> never going to get away from it. Uh, anyway, I shall let the defence have the floor. Campy, why do you support Lewis Hamilton in this I don't position? support either of them. I just think it was a racing incident. Um, I went back and I watched the line that the drivers are taking and qualifying through that corner. And the idea is that you are so far to the right and you are, you're outside tyres uh, on the on the curbing into cops. So, and then, then the apex is quite late in that corner. So... The apex that Hamilton supposedly missed was actually further around the corner than what the pictures actually suggest. Now, my issue is you've got Max Verstappen who was racing Hamilton so hard it's not funny up that old ha- up the old pit start straight to get down that um, right hand side that Lewis did. Like he came bloody close to the wall, and there was just a tiny bit more than a uh, than a car's width to get through it. And once he got through it, um, Hamilton didn't get in front of him, but he drew up and their front tyres were in line with each other at some point. Now, I think he's further he's, – he's, he's far enough up the inside of Verstappen there in order to have a genuine crack at that corner. Now, the problem comes is because none of these – both of them were not on the um, – the proper racing line for that corner. So they talk about missed apexes and I just think that in rel- relation to where both cars were positioned on the road into the entry point to that, the existing um, apex doesn't matter. Like their trajectory for apexes was 
out in the middle of the road somewhere three quarters of the way around the corner because of where their cars were positioned. And unfortunately, two doesn't go into one. Both their lines are going to collide. Um, if you look at Max, he had so much more room on the outside. His car was positioned right in the middle lane of the of the straight and almost tried to do the same thing that Hamilton did in the sense that, hey, we're offline, we're going in this corner flat out. Therefore, yeah, I mean, it was just bound to happen. They were racing hard. If you look at the, the lap leading up to it too, I mean, geez, there's some bloody close racing in there. There was um, one into Brooklyn's where... Hamilton mm-hmm. was clearly in front, left room for Verstappen to come up in the middle and uh, underneath him on the inside. So, yeah, look, these guys, professionals, amazing to watch what they were doing. I don't think either of them would have made the corner um, at the trajectories they were on. Just so happened that, yep, yeah, two doesn't go into one and that's motorsport sometimes. Max had, Max had a crash. But, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my defence. Thank you. Uh, you may take sense. a seat. <laughs> Shut up, Tommy. Tell you, Muffet. You're wrong. <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. Um, I can't win. Before, before the, um, the prosecution takes the floor, I'd like to point out that uh, Lockie in the live YouTube chat has pointed out the obvious. Uh, it all stems from Bottas not st- stopping in his pit box properly. Uh, Tommy T. <laughs> it's always Bottas' fault. It's always fault, Bottas' fault. Uh, we'll talk about him in a bit. Tommy T, take the stand. Uh, I completely agree with most of what can be said. I do think Max had more of the traditional racing line and was going to be closer to the apex. He opened up the corner and he was trying to get a later entry for a better exit. But I think what Hamilton was doing was never going to get close. He was barely going to keep it on the track. He was going to end up close to where Max ended up in the wall and punted him that way with his angle. And the speed he was carrying was not going to make it around that corner. I think both of them were carrying too much speed, but Lewis far more speed than Max. Therefore, I think it was on him to yield in that situation. If Max yielded, I think Lewis still would have hit him because of their crossing trajectories like you pointed out. Whereas if Lewis yielded and pulled back and just held out and let Max cut across, which he could have, that that would have been the more logical and could have saved an accident. I think, to be honest, Lewis was going into that knowing either Max was going to come off second best or he was going to yield. I think he, he'd made up his mind that he was going to have to risk it all because if you can take out your championship rival in that situation, he's the only one he was competing against yesterday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not competing against everyone else because no one else is in the championship fight. So he's really just trying to compete against Max. If he's DNF'd for some reason or he makes it stick, that's what he's going for. You kind of got to risk it all in that situation, which is, I think, why he lunged so late and hard. But he probably was the one who could have given it up for the sake of everyone getting away safely out of that corner. Yeah, but you can't tell racing drivers to give it up. <laughs> Look, you, that's just not going to happen. These guys are the two best drivers in the world, and I just think they played the ultimate game of chicken, who's backing out last night and who's not. And Verstappen thought Hamilton was going to and Hamilton thought Verstappen was going to. And they're both probably entitled at some point um, to make the other one to think that way. Um, and ultimately, Max came yeah. second off. Like, race incident, first lap, we've talked about it throughout the year. We want some consistency and they let things slide on lap one. So do I agree that he got a penalty? Absolutely not. But who cares if he did because he drove like an absolute superstar and went on the race. It's hard to hate that guy sometimes because, like, his driving after that was <laughs> impeccable. Uh, I'm just in awe of some of the results and the speed that he gets out of that car compared to his teammate yeah. as well. But, I mean, that's another op- that's another, uh, yeah. that's another topic. But, geez, that guy can drive and it does it on home soil. It's just like, how could you write the script any better for the British Grand Prix, especially after the week that the Brits had with the Euros too? So... It's an interesting <laughs> one. Well, all right. So we've said yeah. our cases. What about the carry-on after the race by Red Bull and Mr. Karen Horner? Well, what let me – before we get the carry-on, let's before, before we engage accusational squid mode, uh, let's just read – and this, <laughs> is, this was uh, by Failing Jester in our Discord, pointed this out. This is what the Stu- Stewart's decision read. Cars 33 and 44, Verstappen and Hamilton – Entered turn nine with car 33 in the lead and car 44 slightly behind on the inside. Car 44 was on a line that did not reach the apex of the corner with room available to the inside. When car 33 turned into the corner, 
Car 44 did not avoid contact and the left front of Car 44 contacted the right rear of Car 33. Car 44 is judged predominantly at fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which I think is a very and good summation. Massey would say that. And the language is predominantly. <laughs> it's not Massey. Yeah, so even if, even if you're 51% at fault, you are at fault according to the letter of the law in the, the way. The thing is, right, if George Russell got a, pen, a three-place grid penalty for spinning signs around, I think same, like, they can't, and again, yeah. we've, we saw this in Austria, like, once they make the decision, the weekend is kind of dictated around the rest of it. Yeah. Max, Max is okay. That's the main thing. What's disappointing yeah. to me is, yes, there is, uh, you can say that it's good because the championship fight is closer again, but it's only closer because Max wasn't driving. I don't think that's a fair yep. assessment because it, Max has spent a long time waiting to get into a position like this. He's still leading by seven points. That's fantastic. But I genuinely think if Lewis Hamilton was to win the championship this year and it was it was a very, very small gap, I would look back to this race and go, yeah, I just don't think. I understand can't be 100%. Lewis extracted amazing pace from that car all weekend, really. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But anyway, I think that's um, that's it. That's actually, that was a very civil conversation, gentlemen. Can I just I know, say what's wrong with Jeez, this? Geez, something, Tommy. It's disappointing. Come, on, come at me. Come at that's me. disappointing. <laughs> um, if anyone's interested, I'm on Max's know. side and Lewis should have got a worse <laughs> penalty. I can't, you know, if they decided to give him a penalty, they should have given him a harsher one. But uh, that's just me. All right, lads. <laughs> let's, before you can come back, let's start at the very back of the grid as we normally do and then work our way towards the front. Uh, let's start with Haas and uh, Schumacher and Mazepin. Schumacher finished in 18th and Mazepin finished in 17th, which was terrible for my fantasy league. Tommy T, <laughs> what the hell is going on in the back? Do we see anyone there? I don't think we saw it. I think we saw a lot of mid-pack, to be honest, for once, which was good, but we didn't see anything. I think there was a lot more pit stops happening there for some reason. Don't know why. Um, just we didn't see anything. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Can't be <laughs> anything on Haas. Clearly not. Nothing that interesting. We've seemed to have lost Campy slightly. Uh, I'm sure we can continue to move on. Sorry, Tommy T, let's uh, – oh, they're welcome back. Do you anything on, on Haas to comment? No, other than Maz been spinning in the face, uh, in the sprint race, that was pretty funny. But yeah, again, didn't say <laughs> <laughs> didn't say a lot of them this weekend. My attention was elsewhere. No. I wasn't really following their pit stop strategies yes. and what they were, what they were doing on track because you just see them at the bottom in nineteenth and twentieth. So uh, a bit yeah, of a shame for them. I think annoy people. Yeah, it's good to see that Mazepin got a uh, got a result over his teammate. Um, whether it was warranted, I really don't know what happened in the later stage of the races. I wasn't following them at yep. all. So, um, I mean, some in our Discord seem to think that we've been a bit harsh on Mazepin. His form's actually been pretty good. But, again, I don't. I mean, we don't see them. We don't hear from them a lot in the paddock. We don't see them on TV. So we can't get a really good gauge other than oh, who won in qualifying and who won in the race. So Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, definitely... I mean, they were lapped, weren't they? So pretty early on, that's not unusual. We know they're focusing on next year. Yeah. Uh, it was just interesting to see the fact that Mazepin got past Schumacher. Somehow, I haven't even seen that highlight, so I don't know how that happened. I'm sure there was a touch involved. Um, let's talk about Williams <laughs> because George Russell, after all of this absolute hype, British people supporting British people, patting British people on the back on a British people bloody stream, um, he finished in 12th. Uh, so, Tommy T, you were very happy about that? <laughs> I wouldn't say happy. Content. Uh, content. Content in his failure. I think <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it alone now. I would like to see George get a point eventually. At the British Grand Prix, it would have been too much. I think that would have – I think um, Laser would have lost his mind if that had <laughs> happened. He would have absolutely gone mental. It's probably Crofty too, to be honest. Um, nah, I mean, solid from him qualifying, but – his starts are horrible, aren't they? Mm. He, he's very poor off the start. Um, dropped two places, I think, and then just never never got it back. He was unlucky that he was kind of sitting at the back of that pit window, so when people above him pitted, they come out in front of him and just keep dropping him back and back and back. So is what it is. That car just doesn't have race pace. It's got qualifying pace, mm. which is surprising, but it cannot go on a Sunday. Cappy? Yeah, mate, he had a good weekend qualifying. I mean... This is what drivers need to do to move up the grid. They need to make headlines like they're doing. And that drive that he put, you know, to put it on P7 or 8 or was in qualifying is an outstanding drive. Uh, genuinely, that car's got some qualifying pace comparative to the midfield. I don't think they're in the top four, three, three or four cars yet. But um, 
Yeah, they're going well. I said yesterday that I think it's an, uh, we need to attribute a lot of this on-track success to Clear Williams, and I do think that's correct. Mm. I mean, we don't see a lot of on-track performance. I mean, we're talking a year, 18 months out, and I think I said yesterday that the way that she left that team um, and, and, and the organisational structures and the things that were in place to get some uh, get some respect back in the paddock, I think it's all credit to her, and uh, I think Donaldson Capital are starting to – um, cement like cement their procedures and get some on track on track performance. So they just got to go on with it now and not make any poor decisions moving forward. So that they get back into that front of the mid pack. So, yeah, Valtteri Bottas, world champion for Williams in twenty twenty two. You've heard it here first. Well, second. You did hear it here first from from the. Gym. I keep talking about it. it because I just want him to have some success. Poor bloke. Yeah. He just he didn't even have the drink. Yeah. He didn't even have the drink. He did not have the drink this weekend. It was why he looked parched as when he was out of the car. <laughs> Poor bloke. Um, Nick Latifi finishing in 14th. Uh, yeah, again, didn't see anything of him. Didn't see anything. Alfa Romeo. All I kept seeing was Sergio Perez past Kimi Raikkonen. It must have happened about <laughs> 70 times this race. Oh, I was like, it's because Perez pitted about 70 times just oh, to get behind Raikkonen again. Terrible strategy. But Kimi Raikkonen, Campy, I oh. mean, he, he's still got it, doesn't he? Oh, you look at the wheel-to-wheel racing. I've said this before. That's what you get from Kimmy. There's not a lot yeah. of pace in this car. He's not going to be in the points every week. He's not going to be out of Q, into Q3 every week. But the way in which he drives this car on track against other people is is still as good as it's ever been, in my opinion. He's probably the most consistent guy on the sport. Um, does he lack that extra three tenths that the best of the best try to find at times? Um, probably yes, but... We're not noticing it in that Alfa Romeo, but some of the on-track driving, I mean, how close. Yeah. And to give people respect and the space, that only comes with being at the top of this sport for a long time. And and uh, I keep telling everyone it's easy to keep this guy on the sport long-term than it is to get rid of him. So we all want him, so why not keep him? Um, oh, he's an incredible driver. It's a shame he's in a stinking car, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind yeah. him seeing in that. I wouldn't mind him being in that Ferrari still. I think he'd be excellent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would have maintained all of Charles's success with that and yeah. the fact that yeah. he was driving the wheels off that car the year before Charles got into it and had some results, including Circuit of America's win. That was a, really, that was a nice moment as well. It was. Um, but Giovinazzi, uh, so Raikkonen finishing in 15th, Giovinazzi finishing in 13th. Gio, again, had a good weekend. I think he's getting better. And when, again, we don't see a yeah. lot of him, but he is getting better and better each weekend, which is... Interesting because, as we said in the pre-drinks episode, lads, the Alfa Romeo is has signed a new multi-year deal with Sauber, but the proviso of you have to have Ferrari junior driver is now gone. Uh, so yeah. there's potentially a seat open for I don't know Oscar Piastri, maybe. <laughs> Not biased at all. Mm, no, I think I think Alfa will. Uh, they'll want to keep Giovinazzi for the money. Um. I mean, the logical thing would be to get rid of Kimmy, move him on, and get a young guy coming through. Uh, but yeah. I think, yeah. I think Giovinazzi, he's he's having a good year. We're talking about him more, um, and we've been watching him a hell of a lot more because again, he's not a driver we see a lot of on track no. or interview wise. Um, yep, not a hundred percent sure why that is, but he seems to be getting it together. And if you're competing with Kimmy Rockin and week in week out, and you're consistently this year anyway starting to beat him on track and in qualifying. Just shows that three or four years in this sport, you get into your, you get into a groove. It's like you start running, and yep. when you start, you know it's the cadences in, isn't isn't quite there. But with with time and getting used to a garage and the procedures and the systems and everything moving mm. on, it gives it gives these guys time to flourish and actually relax in what they're doing and not being such a head scratching moment all the time. And and I think he's probably the driver that is. Um, benefited most from getting two or three years in an organisation. I mean, look at Lando and what he's done in yeah. his third year. Giovinazzi, I don't think, has had that growth, but he's he's been consistently there or thereabouts in the last uh, 18 months anyway. So hmm. uh, whereas the first 18 months were a bit more turbulent. So he's turned around and uh, it's only good for his career, I suppose. Um, is he still a Ferrari junior driver? Because he's still in there. He's, 
Yeah, he's part of the paint. program. He is he mm. is the Ferrari reserve driver, don't forget. Yeah, okay. I know so, there's a couple of them, but he's he is the one. You know, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see one of those Ferrari drivers get COVID this year and then him step up. Not that I want to see anyone get sick, but Sure, if it I was, was going to say, sorry, clarify if, that. If, if, it was, if, <laughs> if it was to happen, we'd get a really good gauge yes. of where he is. Yeah. The issue with being in, a, in, a, in, a, in an alpha is that we just don't get to see that sometimes. We don't get to make yep. genuine yep. predictions about drivers until we see them in the best cars racing against the other best people. So, yeah. But like you said, the yardstick of Kimi Rockin is pretty good measuring stuff. Yeah. So, yep. he's still in our art. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's good to see. And I think you're right, Kepi. I mean, he's probably going to suffer the Marcus Ericsson kind of fate, isn't he? Marcus, great driver. Yeah. Um, and you see him in IndyCar doing very, very well, but just never in an opportunity to to do much with a car um, yeah. like that. Anyway, but that's it's a shame, but it is what it is. Um, Aston Martin, their actual the team that is actually their home race. There's a whole bunch of teams that say that this is their home race, <laughs> but they're basically out the track. So we'll say it's their home race. Vettel. DNF. Um, we had some master splan going on, didn't we? Tommy T. Yes, we went did. back to his spinella. He's back. Um, but yeah, it's a shame to see because he was actually making a lot of gains, wasn't he? He was doing well. He was he was competing with Alonso for a bit and with Kimmy and his old mates from back in the day, <laughs> um, which he does tend to do a lot now, doesn't mm. he? Um, he was looking solid, but yeah, I don't know what the uh, the DNF was actually in the end. I think it was it was something technical. Um, where probably because he was so far behind <laughs> the technicality probably of that. like Fernando Alonso, I can't be bothered racing anymore. I'm retired. Oh, there's something wrong with the car. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, there's something to wrong pits. with it. <laughs> yes, but the, the spin was very interesting. I think he was just in turbulent air. And we did actually see turbulent air a fair bit this weekend. Mm. It was a, a topic of discussion. We saw Perez in the sprint race and then we saw Seb kind of coming around and going in the old pit <laughs> entrance, which is a wall now. So don't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And and then Stroll can be. We didn't see much of him, did we? Yeah, not a great result for Aston Martin. Not the first uh, British Grand Prix since they've been rebranded. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's the first mistake Seb's made in five or six races. So, got to give him some credit there. And he was racing hard. He just got. I mean, I don't think it was like yeah. the spins we'd seen previously in years before. Um, he's driving well, but Stroll <laughs> struggling. Really struggling this year. I think. I think he started well in comparison to Seb. You know, we're 10 or 11 races in there, and I don't remember anything that kid's done this year so far. Um, at least, like, <laughs> at least lose a wheel at Baku. You know, at least the previous years, um, look, he's he's done things. He's got a pole position in the rain, or he's he's got a podium in his first year. I've always said this guy's, you know, one in five races, he's going to come out and perform out of his skin and he'll do things, but he hasn't done that this year in this car. I think they've got mm. some genuine pace deficits from what they did last year. And, you know, last year they copied the Mercedes car and this year they've copied the Mercedes car as well. You know, they've built on that, but they haven't got it right, <laughs> a bit like the top team, and it's dropped them back. So, um, I mean, short-term gain for them last year and copying that car was a good thing, but, you know, look at it second year down the line, not so good. And I don't think any of us would have predicted that, but I think Stroll no. is, uh, is you know, he's reaping the benefits of the decisions that the team has made now. I do I think he's a better driver than Seb? Absolutely not. Um, but there you go. I mean, he's got – no, but he's got some – he's got a four-time world championship in his garage. He should be learning off that guy every day. He should be an absolute sponge. Yeah. Um, learning, uh, getting understanding philosophies, car philosophies, but you just don't see the guy. He, he, he doesn't project an attitude that that's what he does. He just projects this. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, well, yeah. This kind of fake media polished kind of crap. Mm. Yeah, it's like, like, well, you know, pressure produces pressure produces diamonds. And it's like, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That was a great Shut impression. Out. Can you do that more often, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to our Canadian listeners, please. Um, and <laughs> that's why Canadians. we changed the name of the podcast because now we're an international brand. <laughs> Canby's going to exclusively do Canadian accents. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? That's the problem with the kid. Yeah, totally. You know? For sure. Yeah. He's not like yeah, a Lando. There's one liners that are written for him. He's not like a Lando or a George, and not that I particularly like the way they go about it in the media, but they come out and they're front foot and they're happy and they're stoked to be here. They're everyone's best friend. It helps because they're British too. But I mean, you could see Stroll come out on the are front. Are they? I mean, you could see him come out on the front foot and try to, you know, win friends and influence people to give a 
you know, a stupid quote like that. But he doesn't seem to be that sort of guy. He's pretty. He's pretty. He just seems to be too content with life and how it is. And I, yeah, you know, don't know if he's. How dare he? Don't know if he's got that X factor. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. Yep. He may do behind closed doors, but we're just making a summation on the way he performs in media sometimes. So. Yeah, but I think but that's what we get access to, right? And that's why these guys go through media training. And you know, when Lewis is you know really off form, we say, "Hey, come on, that's not or anyone really not good yeah. enough." But when they're on, you actually the fact that we then have to comment, "Geez, that person was really good with the media today," is like, yeah. And as as <laughs> Jensen said in the in the um, the grid walk that we actually had one now. Um, when we were actually looking at cars and not F, uh, not Hollywood actors that I just don't care about. If I wanted to watch Tom Cruise, I'd put on a movie. I'm not. I, I'm here to look at Formula One. Be- I'm here to look at other team designers looking at other teams' cars. Adrian Newey was like all up in Aston Martin's. <laughs> That's cool. I want to see that. But anyway, yeah. Jensen said when asked by Martin Brundle, is it off-putting when a, one of us or a camera crew comes up and asks you questions before the race? And he said, no, it's it's part of it. It's what it's all part of the deal, all part mm. of driving a Formula 1 car, and that's what you get to do. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's interesting with Stroll, isn't it? He got Alpha some points, t- though, so that's, that's, he did. That's, a, that's a tick. And he finished in eighth. So, yeah. you know, that wasn't it, a bad result. No, you're not wrong. And this car is not, as you say, Campy, that it's not as strong as last year and they definitely weren't prepared for that at all. Um, so any kind of banking of points is a good thing, really. And I, I guess it's sort of out that AlphaTauri Alpine middle group that they're really yeah. against mm. here. Yep. Let's talk about AlphaTauri because um, Gasly finished in 11th, Sonoda in 10th. Sonoda got a point. UG. Wow. But I think that was because Gasly had another late pit stop for some reason. Yeah, it's Gasly. Yeah, interesting strategy. They they hold <laughs> they hold Gasly out at the moment, don't they? Just waiting for a safety car. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like in the last five laps. I don't know what you were expecting to happen there. Making up what a pit window of eighteen ish seconds in a handful of laps doesn't seem logical. So I don't know why you wouldn't have just tried to survive on whatever tires you had in the position you had. Yeah, he was on the ultimate. It'd be very interesting to see why that strategy was decided upon. He was on the old. I mean, Campy, he Campy went, said it. He, sorry, he was the last. To, he was the last to um, uh, to pit in the blokes that started yeah. on the hards. So I think he went to about lap twenty eight yeah. or something, and he held up Danny Rick for about five or yeah. six of those laps too. So yeah. Um, but like you said, if you're going to commit to a two stop, do it early. Don't muck around with it. I think that was the issue. Was like they they left it too late, and then he tried to make a one stop work, and it didn't. So they had to do that like emergency kind of two stop. No, so I disagree. I think he I think he was going for the one stop the whole time, but with five laps to go, no. he was like, no, nah, I can't he make this do work. It. Well, he was the last a bit uh, yeah. on the hard or on the mediums or the hards or whatever his strategy was. But yep. you know, I think yep. I think they saw an opportunity to romp. Go different. Romp home and, you know, pass mm-hmm. seven or eight people in the last, last yeah. bit. But what did he become? Did he come 11th? 11th, yeah, just outside yeah. the points. Yeah. Just a bit short. So yeah, I think that was their play. I think they just got that wrong. I just think he overcooked the tyres on the start of the second stint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for Yuki, though, right? I mean, th- yeah, he needs to be what? getting points. And whilst this necessarily wasn't potentially all about talent, the fact that he was ahead of his teammate – he was ahead of his teammate, and that's important stat for him right now. It needs to continue in that space as well because Helmer Marco's not going to suffer fools for long, is he? We've seen this before. And once that contract with Honda disappears, the likelihood of him staying in that team when you've got people like Liam Lawson, who are doing pretty well, who drove a lot of Red Bull cars at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, they're knocking on the door. <laughs> and it would be nice to have a Kiwi in because I feel for Brendan Hartley. It was a He was dragged out of another series to be Pumped it, uh, plopped into F1 rather, and just, just didn't work for him because the um, yeah. the whatever it was called Toro Rosso at that point was just rubbish. Mm. Um, it'd be nice to have some Kiwis, wouldn't it, Campy? You'd be happy with that. I think Hartley, in comparison to Gasly, was it was him and Gasly that went toe to toe, wasn't it? Yeah, and Gasly got the drive. That's right. I, th- I mean, I don't think Hartley deserved the drive on the top, but. I mean, he had a couple of years in F or one year or one year in F one. Not just mm. I mean, the amount of incidents that guy got into that wasn't his fault, in my opinion. Was, um, yeah, he's very unlucky. Unlucky, yeah. but and I've just been reminded, by the way, that Gasly's got a puncture. He had a puncture, and that's why ah, he had to get again. Was good. Thanks, good. guys. <laughs> fact check, live fact checking anyway, in this podcast. Moving on, moving on, Lots to stuff. do with that. Um, good stuff. Alpine, Alpine, yeah. good, good stuff. Okay, let's talk about uh, Espen Ocon because he finished in the points. Um, that's enough. Let's talk about Fernando Alonso. <laughs> yeah, because Ocon, he got a new chassis this week. So he did. He, he feels happy. better about himself. 
He was no, he's happy, but he had some genuine pace in practices. Um, I mean, do you think he actually got a new chassis, or they just told him <laughs> he got a new chassis? Because I would do that. <laughs> they just got sanded the numbers off and then just put new numbers on. Yeah, it's a new chassis, mate. It's all good. It's a new one. Yeah, it's better. Do you feel we better? Fixed it. It's so much better. Look, so yeah. I just grinded off those uh, <laughs> yeah. those VIN, those VIN numbers. <laughs> Took it down to Campy's workshop. <laughs> the LSD special, please. <laughs> Sounds dodgy. But, I mean, you kind of had to perform because if, you, if you're blaming the chassis and they change it, you've got no more excuses, mm. do you? Isn't that right, Campy? Well, he's got a three-year contract to look forward to, so he's sitting yeah. pretty comfortable at the moment. They've gone early. They've gone way too early, I th- especially compared right. to Fernando the- Alonso. Like, this guy was on it. Or, I mean, again, weaving a carpet, yeah. but he was on it all weekend. To be honest, Alpine stuffed at their pit stop, which is re- what really screwed him. Mm. Uh, Alonso was on to be doing much better than that, and what was it, like a 14-second pit stop or something in the end? I think it was ridiculously slow. Yeah, similar to what happened with That's Lando, right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah. really poor timing right, and really. signs. Alonso basically had the same pit stop as Hamilton with the stop-go penalty <laughs> yeah. for no reason, which is brutal. So but he, you wonder why he was so far back. But there's clearly some upgrades that's been brought to that Alpine, and mm. I think, you know, something's clicked for him again because he obviously, his last couple of years in Formula 1 before leaving and then coming back again, he was in that McLaren, which was just, terrible and he wasn't enjoying himself you can actually see old nando coming back yeah. and he's putting that car in, well yeah he's making the car six meters wide but he's putting the car in in um positions of grip that i would only suggest max verstappen could do that makes sense like he's finding places yeah. and finding getting on the power it's just really great driving his onboards all weekend were fantastic to watch the guy is a genuine superstar and he's the he's the max verstappen of yesterday and he hasn't lost it at all Is no. what he did in that first sprint in that sprint race. That was yeah. yeah. That is Fernando of old. And I was quick to say, I said, if there's going to be drivers going to take advantage of things like that, it's going to be you, Fernando Alonso, is the guy that's big time. He, that guy, his car control, where he puts the cars, I mean, he's done it his whole career. So why would we expect him to not do it now that he stepped in? Yeah. He took a few races to adjust, but look at the fruits that, I mean, I mean, Renault was ballsy signing him, I think. Um, yep. It was a big yeah. decision, but they, they've got it right. Looking at it halfway through the year, yeah. he's, he's driving exceptionally well. Give that guy a car to compete, put him in that Ferrari, and he would have done a better job than Leclerc and Sainz last yep. year, uh, yeah. uh, last night. Um, you know, I think he would have. Uh, I don't think he would have beaten Vettel, but uh, sorry, Hamilton, but he would have. You know, he would have raced him a lot harder towards the end, got the job sure. done. He uh, he knows what he's doing behind a steering wheel, so. I want yeah. to see Fernando in a top car because I think if you're beating Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso and whether you're beating Max Verstappen or you are Max Verstappen coming up against some guys in some quality cars next year, that's yeah. the world championship we want to see. Um, so, well, I think he needed that break away from Formula 1 to fall back in love with it. Like he was mm. getting very frustrated oh. with McLaren at the end there. Mm. So shit. And they were, they were, and that was the legacy of the old management still hanging on to everything, and we're doing it this way because we've always done it this way. Wrong, and then Dennis. The fresh blood of <laughs> exactly. I was hinting at yeah. that. Was, he was James's <laughs> member last year. Fredo's for everyone. Film. Yeah, I only said him because I knew it would piss you off, Kevin. <laughs> You're like, really? <laughs> oh no, yeah, cl- classic James called bloody picking Ron Dennis. Ugh. I would, I would right, hate, too, wasn't it? I would hate to work for you, James. What sort of organisation and culture would there be? Everyone's stabbing everyone in the back, <laughs> <laughs> talking behind closed door. Oh, no good. <laughs> no, just do it to the face. Just banter, constant banter and abuse. Professional bullying. That's right. <laughs> but, that's a relationship the three of us have. Back to my point. Oh, I oh think yeah, okay. A lot. You work for Vic Pol. <laughs> 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 I think Alonso <laughs> going and trying some other categories, doing some other stuff, actually made him go, you know what? I do miss Formula yeah. 1. It was really good. And going back to Renault now, Alpine is perfect. And he's a bit more humble. He's a bit more like, you know what? I'm going to just kind of play the team game here, do the best thing. I'm not just going to carry on and be a bit of a, a superstar kind of energy. He's just there to work and get good results. He's there to collect awesome helmets. To see. That's all he wants is other people's helmets. <laughs> That's at all the he's doing. <laughs> It's yeah. like everybody a rock star. That's it. Everyone's a rock star. That's what's written on the side. Future world champion. Rock star. Rock star. Love it. It's so just makes I'm happy that he's back. I didn't ever think I would be, but he's it's back. And potentially next year, we just don't know how good any team's gonna be. Doesn't like Alpine might be up the front. 
who knows? That'd be great to see. And, you know, Fernando will Would absolutely don't Imagine Fernando winning a world championship next year. Can we just let all that, and that then, sink in? And <sighs> then what it would be, would be Ockham would be in like the Red Bull second seat because Fernando would be dominating him. Like, why is this guy in that suit? He's useless. He's like six tenths off every qualifying. <laughs> and then he'd be the whipping boy again, which was what he'd we want. So, yes, let's make that happen. Geller. He'd get a couple of results and be done every other race. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Just bring back old school F1 and maybe Bernie Eccleston can run the team. Um, bring Ferrari. Back Flavio. Ferrari. Let's talk about well, speaking about. Uh, Flavio, let's talk about Ferrari. Carlos Sainz was hot on the heels of Daniel Ricciardo. Not that we get got to saw it at the end because all I was watching was that gap between him and Danny Rick. And he oh. held it the, for what seemed like an eternity, but probably close to 10 laps of Carlos Sainz in DRS range, every DRS zone for about 10 laps, Daniel Ricciardo managed to hold him off. But... Carlos, well, we're talking about Daniel when we're talking about. Science. But my point was going to be yes. Well, I mean, hello, welcome. What am I wearing? Um, but Carlos stormed through the field until he couldn't storm anymore. And we know yeah. that the classes of drivers of the fifth to first were significant. So that's a really good, again, a great performance for Carlos Sainz. Campy, I know you think he's is at least on par with Leclerc, uh, even though he's only new to the team. But certainly, I think you know it's going to be good things for him later in the season. Yeah, he's excellent all weekend, made up positions everywhere he could. I think he, he had the pace to beat Danny Rick, and he had him in the pit stop until Ferrari shit the bed on that pit stop. So exactly. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, he'd already he'd jumped Danny Rick on track. I mean, Danny Rick only came out two seconds in front of him after, what, a 12-second pit stop from Ferrari. Yeah, it was already. a long one, wasn't it? Uh, well, maybe it was eight or something. I can't remember. But, uh, mate, oh, genuinely, I'm clapping Ferrari. Genuinely impressed with uh, – that's a great sign. We got we got to give some uh, got to give some credit to Mister uh, Where's Wally himself, <laughs> uh, Matteo Bonotto. He did all right. He has from where the car was last year mm. to where it is this year. The turnaround's huge, significant. Yeah, you, you don't see teams drop off that much last year to the point where they are you know, a second a lap slower than uh, than every than their main roles from the year before, and then make that jump back up again. This year they're not quite there with the Red Bull and the Mercedes, but uh, geez, this uh, this battle for third in the constructors is going to be That's impressive, very wasn't it? Yeah, I was yeah, really good. impressed with their pace. So good on Ferrari. I haven't, I don't hear a lot of them in the media. They're not coming out and being the Ferrari of old. They're heads down, bum up, shut up, get the on track stuff right. Then we can be the real Ferrari and bring all the passion and all the stuff that comes with it, and the things that Italians do do well. You know, the sense of family and fun and you know food and all that, the culture. They're super, super loving people. I just think they. Is this an episode of Postcards? (laughs) Sorry. uh, (laughs) Yeah, who's the host? What's her name? Can't remember. I'm going to Lakeside Drive Getaway. (laughs) No. It can't be as Katrina Roundtree or whatever her name is. Yeah, the teeth. That's what we call her teeth, chompers. Um, (laughs) What? What? I don't even know who you're talking about. Is Postcards even a TV show anymore? (laughs) It's just Victoria only. What I'm trying to say is. The Italians bring a lot to the world, right? They do. Yes. But what I'm saying is Ferrari has traditionally done that as well. They need to make Ferrari more than what it actually is. Um, but heads down, bum up at the moment. They're taking yep. it serious. They're not getting all the fluff that we normally get from the Italians, um, which which in the past has ruined that team, I think. They've been trying to do it all, but they're getting their on-track stuff yeah. right. And then once the on-track stuff It used to be about right, looking good, not about being good. So Once they get the on track on track stuff right, then they can bring everything else out to the yep. forefront in the way yeah, they yeah. do it, and they do it really well at times when they get it right. So big kudos to Matteo. We ragged on yeah. him big time last year, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you just know they're cheating in the background next year, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> you know, allegedly. Oh, well, they're not. Like, you know they're doing it in your heart. Allegedly, you know they've done. <laughs> you know they've done at least ten hours more in the wind tunnel than everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, the cleaner got in. I don't know how that happened. Oh, well, that's, that's his security code. Uh, yeah, very, very good. But Charles Leclerc genuinely, like, Mate. he was so gutted to not win that race, I think, with a lot of people as well. Um, but he drove a fantastic, read all of the laps up into the last two. Um, yeah. Really good race from him. Tommy T, I mean, we couldn't fault him, could we? It's it's kind of like when Max leads the race. You didn't get to see much of it. But, man, he was spot on. In We know he's an inferior car to... Mm. 
that Mercedes and he had two of them behind him and he did well all day other than the last two laps, which to be honest, he had no hope Mate. with Hamilton on fresh rubber. Like what was he going to do? Mm. That's the difference. Like, that's the difference between Hamilton and Bottas, though. He held Bottas off consistently all racing. That drove him, yeah. you know, tenth a lap, tenth and a half a lap, consistently better. And just, you know, got to the point where he was 10 seconds up the road. Bottas couldn't close the gap. I was yeah. staggered at their pace. And the fact that his engine decided to remap itself a couple of times going around some yeah. of the laps as well. So he's handled all that pressure. He's managed to hold off Lewis for such a long time and tyres management, all that sort of other stuff. You know, again, mega drive by him, and we like Charles. Yeah. Like we think he's an excellent driver. Yeah. And really, today or last night really showed that. So really, really massive sort of thumbs up for him. I, I suppose. I think Ferrari would be stoked with a second and a six. I don't think they were expecting that coming to Silverstone, to be honest. And a massive point, and they're very happy. Yeah. Compared to McLaren, you know, well, we're sort of almost on par in a lot of ways in terms of that. Yeah. Trying to get that third place, but uh, it's good to see. Let's talk about McLaren. Um, because Lando Norris finishing in fourth and Danny Ricciardo finishing in fifth. Danny Rick, happy boy. Uh, could have been happier, yeah, of course. Yeah. Could have finished higher, but it's his highest ever finish. Um, there's a lot of people saying that he's found it. He's all over it, but I know Campy, um, you, you don't think he would have been totally stoked with this week's drive. No, look, he had three opportunities. I mean, he'd be happy. With, he wasn't happy with his qualifying. He said still some on the table, which he left out there, which is good to see. Uh, it's good to see that he was closer to uh, Lando in qualifying. But he had three opportunities this weekend, three race starts to get in front of his teammate. And mm. he just – I mean, he gained positions on all three starts, um, but he just lacks that killer punch that we know Danny Ricks had in the last few years. Like what? And that killer punch is like when he pulls up behind Ocon in a Renault and he says, I've got fast to get him out of the way, and then drops him by 20 seconds. They're the killer punches that we're used to Danny Rick having. Is it going to be that emphatic against Lando? Well, I think Lando's proved that he's made some big steps this year. But he'll he'll be happy that he's better and he got a uh, season result in fifth this week. But just uh, um, he's not there yet. He's he's not oh. he's not there. He's not back to the Daniel we know yet. The Daniel we know would have gained positions on every three, and he would have put it on a podium, and he would have been pressure and bought ass the whole way through, and capitalising on the other team's mistakes. Um, yeah. His race pace was quick, but he he just lost. He lost. I think it was about seven or eight seconds in that first stint, um, being stuck behind whoever he was stuck behind. Can't, I can't recall it. In the seconds when he came in after his pit stop, he lost another five or six seconds to Lando being stuck behind Gasly. Then the rest of the race after that sort of stuck between that 14 to 17 seconds and never really got any more than that. But then yeah. again, I don't think Lando was pushing like, you know, like he has in other races either. So, look, he's yeah. he's performing better. And my boy, he'll be a world champion next year. And he's a superstar. He's, you know, he's the only guy that's ever gone toe-to-toe with Max Verstappen and beaten him consistently. Yep. Um, I think he's a better driver than Hamilton. He just needs – he'll figure out this car, but it's not quite there yet. But we're seeing all the right signs. Trajectory is up and he's getting better and better every week. He's just not – I don't think he's back yet. I'm not really I sure. Think, I think he's trying to consolidate his wins. He's He's – Playing conservative at the moment. He could have gone for more moves, like you said. There was moves there to be taken if he was being ultra-aggressive. But if it doesn't come off and he bends the car, it's not really helping him build that credibility with his team, with his teammate, with all those kind of things. So he's trying to do the right thing by the team, get the culture around him, drag a a bunch of people over to the Danny Rick side of the garage and go, I'm the ticket to the world championship. He's doing that slowly, slowly, slowly by building on it every week, doing really consistent things and just showing his ability without risking it all for like a random move on his teammate. And we, to be honest, Lando's starts this year have been pretty incredible. So it, it's not like he's getting beaten by the rookie Lando. Lando's been very good at his starts all year. So yeah. I, I think he's just kind of taking the safer option, which we know is not what we want, but I think we're going to have to cop it this year while he's just kind of, Building, 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 because it's all all to play for next year. And points in nine of eleven races, you can't complain to that. You know, not the points yep. he's wanted, but no, you know, points. points, 
consistently, I mean, which is a good sign too. And who's the yeah. key? He has to keep the boss happy and the boss's boss. And both of those yeah. guys, and that was probably the best part of the Sky Sports coverage was the McLaren little get together with Lando and and um, Daniel <laughs> racing, which in it seemed worse cars really. And it didn't seem anywhere near as fast as Zach Brown's McLaren. Um, I don't know if you saw that, lads, but it was uh, it was actually very good. Um, Zach Brown, just an absolute character. Again, really want him on this podcast, but we'll see one day maybe. Um, Nick on uh, the live stream on YouTube said, uh, Campy, with a bit of respect for Lando, now you heard it here first. Would you like some more humble pie there, sir? Should we bake some more? <laughs> hey, Nick, chin up, mate. I still don't like him. He's still in my bin and he's not coming out. <laughs> he can come out of the bin when Danny Rick's Pounding him more, you know. Context Got him is in important. submission. <laughs> well, because Lando, I can tell you next year, Lando won't be a very good driver. He won't be able to adapt to a new philosophy and a new driving style. So Danny Rick will pants him next year and make him look second rate. As we've said, Campy, this is all practice for Daniel to be in that car and get to grips with it faster next year ahead of other people because he's struggled to get his head around the different driving style. Over other people, they they don't haven't had to sort of exercise that part of their brain. It's you know, a good thing. You know, a bit of poetic justice next year. It's going to be Max Verstappen v Daniel Ricciardo for the whole championship. And this car, Danny Rick's going to get in it, and he's going to be like, "Oh, this is the girl I've waited for my whole life. Let's <laughs> get it." The <laughs> <laughs> match made in heaven. Mark my words. <laughs> I think we've just found, we found the trailer for 2023, <laughs> 2022, sorry, that's it. It's you, just that whole, that was so poetic. I actually just want to end the podcast there. It's so unusual. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk about Red Bull? Um, because unless Lando Norris, you have anything more to add, Tommy T? No. All right. No, Lando was solid. Yeah, it's good. Good result for the team. Um, Red Bull. Sergio Perez's strategy was terrible. I don't understand why they brought him in so early. He was the only car on the hards and they pitted him almost, well, they pitted him before Gasly yeah. and Gasly was still in the mediums and last to pit. Very, very odd, wasn't it, Tommy T? I had no idea why. I'm very confused. He would have got- I think they were looking for a window back there somewhere maybe where they found like they had clean air and that was the only reason I could think of to pit on the hard when there was still mediums running around. It didn't make any sense. They pitted Perez late. To get the uh, to get the fastest lap to knock some points off Lewis Hamilton, yes, um, yep. The, yeah, they knew he wouldn't get the fastest lap, but they wanted to not give it to Lewis. But I, just, I love that pettiness. I'm here for that. I just don't Big understand fan. them pitting him so early. Like he could have, yes. he could have gone again and then been in top ten and got to the point. Like it's what I don't understand. Like the rest of his race was yeah. sort of written in stone by that point because he was at the back. Yep. Yes, I think the pettiness is fantastic. It's very much a Karen <laughs> Horner thing to do after everything Big that fan. happened. Because he was disappointed, not angry at that whole situation with Lewis. That was his whole attitude yeah. the whole weekend. Um, but really, look, it was look, good. Don't, don't underestimate how hard it was to pass on this track. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that's why the pit strategy was so important. And that's why it just didn't make sense. There was nothing that it, I could see that it was ever going to be that longevity for him to undercut and then get massively ahead. That's why I said he overtook Kimi Raikkonen 70 times, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Um, anyway, Max Verstappen, let's talk about him. Um, if you haven't Maximus. heard the audio from his uh, crash, as I said, uh, Tommy T and I just listened to it before we started recording. And again, lots of gurgling. Uh, poor bloke. Oh. It was really, really hard. Um, but Campy, let's talk about everything that happened afterwards. Here is your opportunity to uh, provide squid, I don't know, association membership. <laughs> Look, I can, I can, I can handle, I can handle Red Bull coming out saying it's totally his fault. But to come out and say it's unsportsmanlike um, for Lewis to carry on the way, that's, shut up, shut up, Christian Horner. <laughs> going to bat for you, go and say it wasn't his fault, but we're going to leave it into the stewards. They know how this game works, and he played it brilliantly. But he played played the man. I don't play the man. I don't like it. To uh, just. It just sounds like they're whinging. Helmet Marco in the background saying Lewis should be suspended. <laughs> Mate, Helmet, f*** off. Get out of this sport. You're a dud. <laughs> seriously, it's just keep it within the realms of the sport and what it happens. Come out and say 
that was dangerous drive. We don't like it. He should be getting penalised. He should be getting this, this, this. But to play the man's arts unsportsmanlike, it's not a good look for our sport. And carry on like the, you know, I mean, they're starting to play in uh, in territory where they think there are, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, I can't, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> <Don't play. laughs> that really petered out, didn't it? <laughs> oh, sorry, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, look, I made my point. Shut up. Stop, <laughs> stop playing the man. I think the thing was it was going both ways. Like they were both very hard on the offensive. Toto sending emails and Karen complaining <laughs> Michael, on the radio. Michael, Toto to wrote honest, that digital check pretty quickly, didn't he? Did yeah, you get my email? I sent you an email. <laughs> I sent you a couple of Bitcoin pals. Just, <laughs> let's sort that out. No, I really like the um, the ability to, for the radio to Michael Massey. I think that's really interesting. Only when Crofty's not talking over the top of it. Oh, if that guy could shut up, well, that'd be excellent. <laughs> No, I, th- I think Massey should have just come out and said, look, Karen, shut up. I know what I'm doing up here. Or, but it has nothing Dodo. to do with him. He's not a steward that's, either. That's what He's they were trying director. to say. Is like, guys, like, it's all good, good that you're calling me up, but it's literally nothing to do with me. Go upstairs. Exactly. Which is when- shut up. I'm trying. Shut up. I'm trying to do a job up here. <laughs> Stay in your lane, you muppets. Do you have oh, lanes Massey. in your bin? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> There's certain lanes for certain people. Yeah, but I'm multi-talented, boys. So <laughs> you, one of a kind. You can swim and not die from lack of breath. That's very good from you. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about Mercedes. Um, Bottas, what is going on? Uh, I'm getting really concerned here. I think he knows his fate already, um, although yeah. Toto's come out and said that no, no decision has been made and no driver knows yet. We know do what we that's believe about. That? Exactly right. Tommy T, what do we, how do we feel about VB? It's done, mate. I reckon it's done. I reckon he knows it's done. The look on his face after his uh, sprint race when he knew where he was starting, he could just see it on his face. He's like, yeah, it is what it is. Like he just he just knows his fate. Um, he put up no resistance whatsoever for that team order as well. Mm. If he was still feeling like he had a competitive edge and he was still going to be in that team into the future, I think he would have heard something like, no, give me a give me a shot. Give me more laps to do it. Those kind of things. There's no resistance. He just kind of gave it up. I think he's pretty resigned to knowing that he's not got that seat next year, and he's he's actively looking. I think. Cappy. Yeah, it's a shame. So mm. I pretty, I wanted him to win the world championship this year. He's just he's just lacked pace, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Compared to yeah. compared to Lewis, I mean, he can go. His with starts, him. man. His starts have been horrible. Uh, he can go. He can go toe to toe with him on qualifying at the moment, and, and that's a that's a. That's a big feather in his cap. But yep. whereas from the start of his drive in Mercedes, he couldn't qualify, but he could keep the race pace with, with uh, Hamilton. And I think uh, for whatever reason, it's flip 180, the whole thing. Just uh, He just lacks that killer punch, doesn't he? Everything's got to go right for him to get yeah. the results, which I don't like to see. He's playing a team game. He obviously wants to drive next year. If I'm him and he loses that Mercedes drive, what's the point in coming back to the sport, really? Um, oh, yeah. Mate, we'll go to Williams, see what the car's like for 2022. It might be the yeah. great equaliser that we've always wanted. I highly doubt oh. it, but <laughs> the the best will still be the best next year. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a shame to watch. But. Oh, I could see him being a bit, bit of a Gasly figure down there where he's like the king of his own kingdom down in a different team as opposed to always being the second fiddle on the best team. Do you know what I mean? He's consistently a bridesmaid. I don't know if that's the life that you always want. Sometimes you want to be the hero of your own story, and at Williams he could be that. You got to remember how good this guy is, though. We're, we're comparing him to Lewis Hamilton, probably oh, the greatest sure. of all. Well, not the greatest of all time in my mind, but in the top five best drivers we've ever seen, definitely one of the best drivers of our generation. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, he goes to any other team, he's probably the number one driver, and they pull a whole program around him. Yeah. You know, um, and maybe he's, he wants he's that. that good. That's a nice change. Other than just being like the butler to <laughs> Sir Lewis, and he was that. Long. He was that in Williams yep. before, you know, going up yep. against why got Massa and stuff. Like he, he exactly. It's why when Rosberg pulled the pin, Toto was like, "There is just there is no shadow of a doubt in my mind that Valtteri is that the, guy. the guy for the job." Yeah, um, yep. Lewis Hamilton. Look, as much as everyone's like, "Oh, he celebrated with Maxes in hospital and stuff." Look, the the guy drove that car. It's been lacking pace for pretty much all season, right? Yeah. Um, and to to get it to a position where it is, yes, especially compared to where Bottas is, great drive from him. And I'm not unhappy with his win because he had to work for it against a Ferrari, which we weren't expecting. So at least there was Those a bit of jeopardy. last 10 laps were incredible. His pace, consistently fastest lap, fastest lap. 
chasing down Leclerc through traffic was incredible to watch. Campy? Like, oh, it, look, after a drive like that and with all the crap at the start to get the 10-second penalty to be under pressure in his hometown, I can't not help but have some admiration for the guy and how good yeah. he actually is. Yep. And yep. how he celebrated afterwards, I was like, Jeez, I, I, I'm super critical of the guy. It's real easy to dislike him at times, but I can't not be he, – he makes this sport exciting. He makes yeah. me excited. <laughs> I was yeah. rooting for him last night. I'm like, come on, mate, get there, get – which is not me, but you cannot help the way that guy makes you feel about driving sometimes because of his performances. Uh, incredible drive. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm in awe of what he does. He, You know, he writes these poetic bloody – masterclass stories and then comes out and delivers every time when he needs to. He's been yeah. down and out for six weeks and, you know, the championship's slipping away 36 points and then he comes back and gets a win. It's just, man, the script and is unbelievable. Yeah, you're not right. We know Congratulations, how Lewis. Good on you. We know how important the home race is to him as well. And yeah. to have eight home races, eight home oh, race wins. Yeah. Like we knew that this was something special. I think that's why he was so aggressive throughout the whole weekend. They brought upgrades. They were trying to set him up for – the best possible scenario, and he was like, he was desperately wanting that win, and you saw it on his face at the end. He was still out of breath oh. when he got out of that car. He was, he gave everything he had, and he was so thankful for the fans. And I think this is one of those gen, genuine ones, not the, oh, thanks to all the fans, kind of like throwaway yeah. stuff. He's he's genuinely stoked yeah. to win in front of that crowd. Yeah. Talking about the uh, crowd, and that's uh, that's it for the team by team analysis. Uh, Campy, we didn't get your rating up top about the anthem. God save the Queen. It was just, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was just nice, wasn't it? it was the nice. flyover looked like the French flag. Like, what? That's all, they always do that. That's the it's the RAF. <laughs> How do you do yeah, a Union Jack? RAF colours. Oh no, it's all of that. <laughs> but it was super early because they were clapping for too long. In thanks for whoever, it seemed like they were like, "Here's a one minute clap," and then seventeen minutes later, <laughs> someone timed uh, it. Wrong. Yeah. yeah, I missed that part. I'm, Flyover was. Up. I don't watch the build up anymore. I'm just sick of it. <laughs> Especially not at that time. Fair enough. Oh, oh yeah. You're not wrong. Now, what's our favorite part of this, Campy? This whole thing. What do we like doing? Fantasy. 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 <laughs> Saves you singing it. Shout out to. Um, on Sounds on. like a child's bloody TV show. <laughs> Shout out to Anton for making all of our stings. I get a live soundboard to uh, to use now, which I haven't really done through this whole thing, but I will for the next time. That's uh, important. All right. Um, here are some fantasy names that I have chosen um, out of our list. As I said up the top, if you haven't yet joined our fantasy league, please do that. There's prizes for funny names. Um, Rubens Barry Zero Emissions, Alex B. <laughs> F Harry Potter, hashtag I stand with Campy, Dave Munnitz. <laughs> Munnitz, you jerk. Fernando's Basket Weaving, <laughs> Nicholas H. Just Rustling Bots Feathers, Josh <laughs> L. Crofty in the Bin, <laughs> Nick B. Yeah, good. The Mazapin sequel, Yuki Spinoda. <laughs> Braden, that was very, very good. Team GB Supporters Club, aka Sky and WTF1, Thomas B. Announcement, yep. GR New Helmet, Harry T. Yeah, I can't believe George Russell tried to bloody bait us all into that. Um, and a nice one to end, RIP Carlos Reutemann, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes. Mega guy in the sport too. Um, the yes. top three in uh, the Fantasy League at the moment is a nose beers racing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that's for in your reference to. K-N-O-W-S. Patrick T. Uh, you had me at Halo, James M, and Olympic <laughs> RT21, John L. Uh, Campy, my friend. Unfortunately, look, I was set, all right, to take you guys down with my fantasy team and big regret, no regrets, but Max Verstappen, Red Bull, uh, stuffed it for me. Campy, you're 29th, annoyingly. Tommy T. I'm, s- I'm slipping. You I'm and slipping your back. other person with the same name are 30th and 31st. So two Darren Ricardos. We actually got to see Darren, yeah. side note. Uh, go on to we Danny did. Rick's Insta. You get to see a photo of Darren. Looks like Cyril. <laughs> Very bizarre. Um, maybe that's where Cyril is. He's actually Darren at McLaren now. Uh, and I'm in 39th. It's a terrible, terrible weekend. You slipping. Um, the best team for the week, though, Ricky Rocket and Vakrashen, Byron H, 287 points. Leclerc, Gasly, Alonso, Verstappen, Norris, Turbo, and Ferrari. But there you go, lads. 
It's been a bloody effort. Thanks for sticking around if you're watching on the live stream for an hour's worth of content. Uh, but we are yeah. enjoying doing this. And uh, Campy, I mean, Hungara Ring is next. And we know there's been pretty significant success there for, well, for Danny Rick. Is there potential that he can pick it up and sort of push it forward? Oh, he's on the up and up. He's a superstar guy. I think he'll, uh, he'll be constantly improving every race this year. So. He'll be right. Well, keep it, keep it fingers crossed for him. Tommy T, I mean, there's only good things to come for Daniel, isn't there? Oh, yes. It's getting better and better and better. Well, that's what we like to hear. And if you've enjoyed this, uh, thank you for watching on the live stream. I can see there's a couple of you left there and really appreciate all of your comments and all of that stuff through. Um, thank you for watching us uh, later or listening to our audio podcast. Subscribe, do all the things. We really appreciate it. The, uh, the, well, the algorithm appreciates it more and that's how we get more in front of people, I suppose. Lads... Absolute pleasure, as always. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time as we go to the... Hungaring! Hungaring. Hungaring. Idiot. Jeez, that was a shit, wasn't it? (laughs) Sick. There you go, lads. That's a live... It's 30 seconds behind and it's just about to finish. Nice. Right, I've got 9% battery. I'm going to stop recording and stop.